Welcome to the Find Your Place podcast, where we have conversations about the challenges and stories of placemaking. Where do you want to be? Where do you want to live for the rest of your life? What defines your place and community for you? The Find Your Place podcast gives you the inside dope on Nashville living and growth through the lens of real estate pros, developers, and culture contributors, all working to gather to turn properties into places. This podcast is made possible by Village Real Estate. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Find Your Place podcast. I'm Shane Talent. I'm Jared Reynolds. And today, or this week, or whenever you're listening, what you're going to hear today is we're going to talk about cold feet, buyer's remorse, or whatever you want to call it, but it's a real thing. It happens, and it's something that you need to be prepared for in a professional way of how to handle it. And I think, ironically, Jared and I are both dealing with this maybe at different levels or at different different yes yeah. scenarios but it's uh, I, you know organically we talked about what to uh, what are we going to talk about this week in the podcast and we're both going through uh what seems to be the same thing and it's buyer's remorse mm-hmm. i think i've been through it now i think i think i'm over that <laughs> it's just it's just done <laughs> they are officially remorsed <laughs> yes they are remorsed out right now so then i'm going to ask you how did it happen set me up like the 32nd version what was it that um that got he or she to kind of pause or hiccup you know i i'm I'm not quite certain um we put a contract on a house and two days later i get a message that my buyer is is having second thoughts and does not want to proceed with the deal um they uh their concern more than anything else was they're not ready to be a homeowner along with location was another one, which, you know, I'm, I'm not certain where that came came into play. But the main thing was this idea, like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. This is, uh, you know, this might not be for me. Of course, it's after we've signed the deal, which we were able to, to extract ourselves from, and, and luckily, um, and easily, you know, relatively, which is, which is, is good, and, and he was, um, placated there and you know protected at least and that's a great thing but how many houses did you show prior to putting something under contract okay so with this one uh two wow um you know this buyer it, 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 i couldn't really get a read on what they wanted I sent a lot of stuff out try to get um some interest to go out and just see anything there never was really any interest but this uh they decided on Friday of last week, hey, I want to look at these three houses. Um, while we were looking at the second one, I got a message that the other one went under contract and it was canceled. But um, the first one we looked at checked all of his boxes. And, you know, it was, it was solid um, all around from from what we thought, what I thought, what he thought at the time. So that was the one we went with as far as putting the contract on. So that's interesting because I mean, almost you know, going into ten years of doing this business uh, or being part of this business. By the way, if you can hear other people talking, we're just in a very active real estate office Man, that deals so are happening. Deals are happening. Real so, time. Uh, it is what it is, and that's kind of it is what it is. And when buyer's remorse is a real thing, right? Oh, yeah. So I would think initially, hearing that little snippet, that it's um, it's going to take. He is it a guy or a girl? I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a, a guy. guy. Yeah. So he is probably going to have to do this six eight times and look at more than three houses mm-hmm. or two houses because it's 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 the biggest decision arguably one of the biggest decisions and the biggest m- m- 
monetary decision probably of their life and so it was like oh that seemed too easy right yeah am i jumping the gun fast it went too fast is it it seemed too easy Mm -hmm. did i what else didn't i see and so just and we can we're going to expand on this but looking at your face we talked about this prior so i I could see you're frustrated you're newer (laughs) in the business and you're like all right we got a closing on the horizon and it goes sideways but this is going to happen i've been doing this nine years and I'm in the middle of it right now. This is yeah. going to happen. And I don't know the age of your buyer or, or if they're getting a loan or if they're cash or whatever, but I've got a deal right now that just showed, but I didn't show them two houses. Yeah. I showed them 32 there houses, go, right? Wow. And, find, and and he got scooped twice. It's just the Nashville market. It mm-hmm. is what it is that there there's an active market there's low inventory high demand yep. supply and demand is a real thing and if you find something you like and you're serious about buying you've got to pull the trigger and bring the heat so my scenario was multiple offer situation after looking at 30 houses and um, put put something under contract and then we we're five thousand dollars apart on a nine hundred thousand dollar deal and I said, all right, man, here's the deal. Like, we're $5,000 apart. I'm talking to the agent. We're going to get this deal done one mm-hmm. way or another because they wanted to sell. He wanted to buy. The agents that I'm working with is a great agent. I know what I'm doing, and we're all kind of collectively working together. And my buyer got, quote, unquote, offended that they missed a deadline in the contract, right? Hmm. And it was simply the husband was traveling, the wife had signed, and the husband just hadn't signed within the timeline. Yeah. And he got he got bummed out about it, and then he's like, well, I'm not coming up anymore. So that deal died. We then, I show him a bunch of stuff, and then he goes under contract again, and it's multiple offers, which is very typical mm-hmm. in the Nashville market. If the yep. good stuff goes quick and more than one person wants it. Multiple offer situation, and... I already know, I'm learning, I mean, in real estate, you start learning, you become friends with people, in, for lack of a better word, you, you have to become personal with the yep. client because you have to know what they, what can, what's their threshold on this, what's their threshold on, hey, multiple offers, what's mm-hmm. their threshold on, you know, how often do they want you to send them new listings or how do you want them, they want you to leave them alone, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And so I'm getting to know this guy, and he had mentioned to me before, uh, he's he's not from Nashville, he's from the north, up north, and he had mentioned before, well, that's not how we do it here. Yeah. And then he like kind of directed me to go, go get me the house, like, go <laughs> get the house for me. And I'm doing everything I can do as the agent representing him in the purchase, but when I called him, it's like, man, we I called him back and said, we have multiple offers, you have to bring your best foot, you have to put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I'm not. He was like offended again that he got, that someone else wanted the house or that the seller accepted a second offer mm-hmm. and looked at a second offer and asked for both parties to, to bring their best offer. And so I'm learning like this, his personality trait is he's he's used to getting what he wants, mm-hmm. right? And so I sock that away in a little in a little sack of like, okay, I know that he needs to win. Mm-hmm. He needs to win. And he does and he, if he loses, he just he's out. And so I said, Well man, okay, so what's your highest and best offer? And he didn't change his offer. Because it, it and I failed to tell him, I'll admit this now, I failed to tell him or it give him the example like, okay, so imagine there wasn't a second offer. 
and they count they just simply countered your mm-hmm. first offer would you have not you so you're telling me you wouldn't have changed your original offer it. at all that's it yeah which in nine years of doing this i've never had someone write an offer that they didn't leave themselves some room to counter mm-hmm. he didn't counter his offer because he was he didn't like the competitive position he was put in or the uh yeah he didn't like the way that the sellers handled it and i said okay well imagine this imagine if i'm representing you as the seller you're the seller you get multiple offers you would tell me to do the same exact thing you yeah. would advise me to ask the other both both people to put their highest and best in and you would expect them to bring their best and final offer mm-hmm. and you lost the house because of it ultimately he lost the house because they were cash and he wasn't but the principle behind it was the stubborn he was stubborn yeah. and so now i've emailed him and i feel like i may have lost him but then you kind of figure out like all right what's my time worth am i going to chase the squirrel and know what you're dealing with or mm-hmm. can you can you better use your time to go find and acquire a new client or get a new listing in the time that you're spending chasing someone that might not be reasonable yeah um, and, and a lot of times you have to kind of separate. It's easy to go, oh, a million bucks, that's 30 grand, right? Mm-hmm. You, we can all in real estate do 3% real quick, mm-hmm. right? But when you get into it, you start learning maybe it's not always the smartest thing to do is to chase a squirrel yeah. because you can better you better use your time somewhere else. Absolutely. But he's a great guy. He's going to buy something. And if I lose him, I didn't, lo- I didn't do anything wrong. And if you mm-hmm. lose your guy, you didn't do anything Absolutely. wrong. It's just it. sometimes they, they need to be treated. Everyone needs to be treated differently. Uh, some people are just impulsive and boom, let's buy it. No mm-hmm. questions asked. I don't care. You do everything. I'll be at the closing. See you later. And then some people are the polar opposite yeah. of that. And that's, I mean, I think with, with in my situation, you know, I did my best to explain over the last couple of months that, you know, things go quick here. If we find something that um, that you really like that's that's that fits checks all the boxes and looks good, it's probably gonna go pretty quickly. We might we might have to move fast. Um, this one was one we had to move fast on. There were offers that came in mm-hmm. um, right after we put ours in. Uh and you know, so I, I don't think we were wrong in, in moving fast on that. I think if you would have had to sleep on it, we would have lost that house. But he wasn't ready for that, um, to move that quickly. And I think, you know, if I continue to work with him, and, you know, hopefully I will, um, that will be something we will have to address. Was he His a first-time homebuyer? First-time homebuyer. Um, Saw you know, three houses or two houses and two wrote houses. An And, you know, we had looked at, you know, we had sent a bunch over MLS stuff and kind of just prodded him to to tell us what he thought. We didn't get much from him. Um, but, you know, these are the first ones he got excited about. Uh, you know, so and he was excited genuinely, but I think there's that you go back home, you know, the excitement kind of phase and your panic sets in. Call like, your oh family, call your friends, you're talking, yeah. start doing the numbers in your head as you're laying mm-hmm. in bed, and you're like, whoa! All of a sudden, I've got a grown up thing happening yep. in 30 days. And your your dad or mom or brother or somebody's like, what? You saw one house? You put an offer on it that fast? Um, you know, and, and I mean, I from from an outside perspective. I can see how that looks like, oh my goodness. From our perspective, we know the market and sometimes that's what happens. That's what you have to do, especially in a market like this. You know what's wild is I thinking back, my very first class, I was actually thinking, have that has that ever happened where we you know, saw one house or two houses and bought it? Mm-hmm. My very first deal in real estate, uh, who's a dear friend and now a longtime client, mm-hmm. multiple times over, six in fact, I think, 
first house I showed them, they bought it. it was my first deal. It was 200 grand. I think it was 180. And I, it was like, I felt uncomfortable because I said, no, I need to show you. I have a whole day planned yeah. for us. Let's go look. Yeah. We walked. They walked in the house. Husband said, I love it. Wife said, I love it. Let's do it. They bought the house. They've bought five homes since then, wow. but they've kept them all. They're, they're building mm-hmm. a little rental portfolio. Yeah. But my very first deal ever was one and done. Mm-hmm. Opened the door. They bought the house. And it's like, man, talk about an easy way to create and to develop bad habits is like it's not this easy right and i remember an agent that worked um with me years ago um her first deal was a walk-in client and they they were looking at rentals and while showing them rentals the guy says well what i mean what's for sale in the building Mm -hmm. and like 12 days later she closed on a nine hundred thousand dollar condo that was her first deal ever and i grabbed her i said sit down we got to talk because you were in for a rude awakening because it's not this easy and it's actually terrible that that happened because it's it's (laughs) impossible not to create bad habits or develop you know bad you know bad mojo it's like i'm just gonna sit back and buyers are gonna walk in the door it's not the case you got to show up right Um, and thinking about like so I guess it raises the question how well do you know your clients absolutely and how how much is too much or how close is too mm-hmm. close like we all work like if you have an aunt that lives in town they're hopefully they're gonna call you and be like yeah hopefully they don't call me I'd be uncomfortable yeah. I'm like I'm, I'm Jared's aunt yeah. I'm like why are you no, calling me that makes that makes me uncomfortable luckily I don't have an aunt so by the way yeah I, I, I'm, I'm gonna represent that seller from the church your mom's yeah, church yeah there you go great <laughs> No, but the pressure's off. You know, so um, it it I've been thinking about this lately, and when you and I were talking earlier, it's like, how do you get to the point where you know them just well enough, mm-hmm. but not get too personal because yep. it's a business transaction and it's a big business transaction, and so like this guy that you know I you're I'm pretty sure you're going to end up working with this guy. He yeah. just wasn't ready, right? Absolutely. So how do you react, I guess, when that happens? How do you respond? Because I had a response to my guy, mm-hmm. and it was more of a veteran response, I guess. I'll yeah. tell you what it was in a second, but I'm curious to hear, like, how did you guys respond, and how did you approach him, or how do you handle him now? Well, I think, uh, you know, the initial response is, okay, this he does not want this house. So, you know, we, we're not going to try to force him to buy something he doesn't want. So it's like, how can we protect him and see if we can get him out of this deal? Um, so that was that was our goal. Mm-hmm. Is can we, you know, can I talk to the other agent? Will she be graceful about it? She was absolutely graceful about it. And but my number one goal was to protect my client. Great. Even though it wasn't the most uh, convenient or it wasn't the situation that I was hoping for, that's my goal. I well, mean, you're also going home thinking the same thing he's thinking. Like I'm buying this house. You're laying down at night going, Ah, oh, he's buying this house. Yeah. Like I got one. Absolutely. I got one done. Mm-hmm. And I can, you know, a lot of times we spend the money before yeah. we get it, right? I'm, I'm lucky enough. I'm old enough to uh, <laughs> not do that anymore. I've, I've right. done that enough in my yeah. life that now if the money's not in the bank, then it's not money. Um, but yeah, of course, I was super excited. This, it, it worked out. It was a solid house, uh, uh, you know. Um, and, you know, from everything from the outside, like this is going to be, this is going to move along fine and, and be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, my number one goal, it, you know, is is protecting my client and serving my, my client. Um, and if that means doing things I don't really want to do as far as, you know, I don't want to get out of this contract, but hey, ultimately, 
that's what I want to do. And, and we were able to do that for him. And I think he he is happy about that, of yeah. course, because we didn't have to go through any, you know, jump through any real big hoops to do that. Um, I, f- I find, because this isn't the first time this has happened to me, and it's not going to be the only time this happens to mm-hmm. you, I find that giving them time to just kind of decompress mm-hmm. and let them figure it out themselves he knew immediately when he says, I, I don't know what I'm doing. It, it, this is too quick. I only saw two houses. He's getting, you know, a bunch of advice. And, and yep. I, for sure, he talked to people, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, especially as a first-time home buyer. Mm-hmm. My situation was not the first purchase, but it's first purchase in this market, which yep. is arguably could be the same. Right? It's a cultural it's, thing. It's basically I mean, the same because buying in Nashville right now, to many people, is a different environment than they're used to mm-hmm. because it's so electric here right now and yep. it's you know white hot if you want to call it that right so in handling the client at that moment my response was i sent a nice email and started it with like hey man just checking on you let you decompress over the weekend mm-hmm. i don't want you to get discouraged yep and you have to start with a positive, even though it's it's really like, oh, yeah. I can't believe you hung up on me, dude. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you told me that that I did something wrong or, or that it was terrible news and heartbreaking news that I gave you. It's like, okay. Um, I wanted to say that stuff, but you have to kind of rise up, keep the, prof- the level of professionalism at, at a premium, mm-hmm. but let them know, like, you're a service, right? Yeah. And your time is valuable and you're good at what you do. And... If you don't do that, they're probably going to move on, yep. right? Because they think it, it, there's no one else to blame, but who's involved in this deal? And it didn't work out. Oh, then yeah. it's either it's either Shane or Jared or mm-hmm. me, and it's definitely not me. Then it's probably Jared. Well, Jared knew, so it's Shane. Like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm just someone's going to be to blame. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, when a deal falls apart for whatever reason, the agent gets blamed. But you have an opportunity. You have a chance to fix it and actually in at most time in most cases come over the top in providing value and and like man don't even worry about it yep not everyone believes and if it's not supposed to be it's not it, it it's not to be you know yeah, yeah. everything happens for a reason philosophy but there's a way to present that and 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 kind of come over the top and say like okay no big deal yeah. the, you know it wasn't your dream home it's your starter home whatever you want to say but figure out a way to like turn it and make it a positive yep because if confused buyers don't buy absolutely and right now your guy's confused he's confused he's and he conf- needs some time yeah and that's what you know that's what i told him like, hey just take some time breathe um you know we'll we'll catch back up here and, and you know when when you're ready you know let, let's start let's start thinking about again when you know that you're ready to do this um you know and it, it you know, I, I can't fault somebody for thinking they're ready and then all of a sudden going, oh, man, I'm not ready. I mean, I think we've all we've all done things like that in our lives and, and uh, you yeah. know, and, and probably still will. So, I mean, you know, where first thing I'm super frustrated, like, oh, my God, you know, this is awful. And, you know, I, it's human nature. And, and um, you know, it didn't work out. But I think that, uh, you know, I, I would have much rather it happened like that than him, him end up in a house that he hates or ends up in a house and like i'm not ready for this at all dude um, absolute worst case scenario is he figures it out at the closing table oh. <laughs> right or after yeah. closing you yeah. hand him you hand him a bottle of wine and you take the picture and you, you put it on instagram it and, <laughs> and then he's he goes home and he's unhappy the yeah. first steps he takes into his home as a homeowner yeah. right so it's it, 
you you did the right thing and it's kind of like um I always go back to this because there are agents, there are fly-by-night agents that get their license in a, mm-hmm. in a in a good market because for whatever reason, you know, they just say, well, I can go get my real estate license. Yeah. And a lot of them get weeded out. There are some great agents that, that may not know they're good at this until they get into it. But I always let my clients know in a situation like we're talking about is like, listen, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. When yeah. you're ready, I hope you call me because for whatever reason right now might not be the moment for you to pull the trigger mm-hmm. but I'll I'll send you listings as as often or as inoften as you want me to yeah let them after this happens let them create the drive, playbook yeah. let them drive the car but always let them know I'm not going anywhere man yeah, I'm here I'm here yeah. and you can call me I know about every house in your I'm I'm always thinking about you. Mm-hmm. You'll only hear from me if it's something that you absolutely need to to see because it, it it's the gold it's the golden egg. Yep. Um, and and so it's like you create you you take a negative into a positive yeah. in that regard because then it takes the pressure off mm-hmm. them because they've made a decision to work with a real estate professional and it's it's pressure whether we realize it or not they're pressured to to feel like they're giving you. Mm-hmm. Because they know you go home and you get a you get an electric bill and you've got to keep the lights on yep. you got to put food on the table, and it's not like going into a, a clothing store and buying a pair of jeans because mm-hmm. they're just a bunch of jeans laying around on the table. Anyone can walk in and buy them. Yep. When they hire a real estate professional, there is this like innate sense of responsibility on the buyer side or the client side, whether it's seller or buyer, that they need to like they need to make sure you get a deal done, mm-hmm. and so. You can't let the agent in you interfere with the real part, the real portion of the whole deal is these are we're people. Yeah. And they're making decisions. And we don't know if the wife just lost her job or the kid needs to go to specialized schooling exactly. and that's expensive and whatever the finances and timing and my dad just got sick or my dog died or whatever it is. I just always step back and said, you mm-hmm. guys take a breather. I'm not going anywhere. You let me know when it's time to to go, and I'll push the gas as mm-hmm. hard or as little as you want me to. But we'll find you what you need. And I can't and that, I can't imagine that it's sustainable for an agent to act in their best interest, although it's also n- not legal. But you know, the, the agents that are concerned more than anything else about getting this deal done, as opposed to being concerned about their client. And and I mean, I think. In any business, when you show people you're concerned first and foremost about them and their wants and their needs, and you're going to help shepherd them to find this, uh, you know, get them where they need to be, that's going to that's going to make it better for you in droves. You're going to find more business that way over and over again, as opposed to these people who, you know, I've had an agent get upset before um, when I was looking at a house uh, that we didn't want to pay closing cost. Um, you know that's that's uh and we we, we bailed but um you know that 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 didn't leave a good taste in my mouth well you'll like, never call you them back for it? no you won't you, call you, them back you know, you're looking out for me you, or it it's a long this is a long game mm-hmm. this is not a absolutely this is not a short-term investment right mm-hmm. it but there are agents like i said there are agents that just get in and get out and they you quickly find out who those agents are and there's there's a core group of real estate agents in every market that do you know what's this saying is 
uh, 20% of the agents, 20% of the business does 80% of the work, yeah, right? Yeah. And the other 20%, they just get in and get out. Maybe they get their license just to just to sell their own home, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad idea. I hate to admit that, but that's actually, you yeah. know, it's not a bad <laughs> idea. But, um, you, you know, it, it, it really, it's, it, goes back to how personal and how much do you get how well do you mm-hmm. get to know how close do you get to your clients um and it's a fine it's yep. a it's a slippery slope because when it becomes too close they expect too much and they expect um uh, they expect the friendship or the companionship or whatever yeah. to kind of oh, supersede the the expectations and I'm I'm in, I'm just facilitating this deal to get it done and get you into the house or get the yeah. house sold that you want sold. Um, but they're also you also need to be conscious of they need to feel like they're being taken care of and they're being yep. they're, they're being handled because it's a big decision. And it's something I think it's something like this that ultimately will help me know this client better. Yeah. You know, and I can take that and learn from it and I know a little bit more about him based on that, and, and next time we work together, my hope is that we'll be able to, to it, it'll work a little better that way because I do know him better now, and yeah. maybe he knows me better as well and, and does trust me because of the way it was handled. Absolutely, and I prom- I'm going to go on the record and say, Jared, I think you're going to get that deal done. He's probably going to so, need to see 15 more houses. That's fine. And it's going to take six months, but I yeah. can tell you that guy wasn't ready to buy, and yep. you did the right thing by just l- – Again, keeping it professional, getting the deal, you know, squashed, yeah. and keeping him on the in the mindset that like, okay, these guys are working for me, or Jared's working mm-hmm. for me. He's not pressuring me to buy this house. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can all go. We can all have a beer and talk about like, man, I was looking forward to that closing. Yeah, but so that, that's he, they don't need to know that, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a different time, different place. Mm-hmm. But it, it's human nature to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And we can talk about that again. I'm curious to hear how that on our next next time. I want to I want to get an update as and, to and we can go get a beer and, and talk about that. <laughs> yeah, perfect. When the mics are are off. So. Let's turn the mics off now because we're running out of time. But thanks so much for listening. We will see you soon in the Village Find Your Place podcast. I'm Shane Talent. I'm Jared Reynolds. We will talk to you guys soon.